one time uh, I was able to have a bonding session with the sister and some brothers of ours in a late night dinner in Tagaytay. And when we were starting to pick up a topic about a uh, topic on politics, I was kind of hesitant to enter down the discussion. Kasi nga, di ba, ano, alam natin that politics, the political discussion sometimes is really dividing. And just a, just a trivia sa inyo, sometimes sa mga, ano, sa mga retweets ng CCF, they discourage on bringing up the topic of politics kasi nga ganun ka-divisive yung topic na ito kapag dinis-discuss mo in a circle of people. Pero ang maganda niyan, when we were about to go home during our discussion when we were having dinner, we, we disagreed on some points, on some stance, di ba, sa usapang political. Pero ang maganda niyan, we agreed to disagree, pero we agreed on one thing, that our hope is not in politicians. Our hope is on Jesus Christ, who is the ultimate king of a Christian if you are a believer. Diba? And, it, and we know that it is only by the, by the power of God that a, a nation can truly be transformed. Ang kagandahan nito, ang mga Kristiyano, meron tayong bond that is stronger than any worldly opinion, mapapolitika pa yan, o kung anumang preference mo, sa kung anumang mga worldly na bagay. And ngayong gabi nito, I would like to emphasize that bond that bonds us together as we open the second chapter of the book of Ephesians. And actually, hindi ko na natin slide ko. And actually, our topic for tonight is entitled, This is Family. This is Family. Probably, let's come to the Lord in prayer first. Let's bring this time to the Lord. Our sovereign and gracious God, we come before you. We acknowledge that our mind is so finite and our hearts are so sinful in order to receive the vastness of your message tonight. But we ask Lord for your guidance to help us na i-absorb yung mga bagay na kapag-aaralan namin yung ato ngayon ko ito. Buksan mo pong aming mga puso and empower us with your Holy Spirit so that we will be able to apply them in our lives. Lord, soften the hearts of these people. Us, Lord, your people. Oh, while, while you also guide my mouth that, so that whatever will come out of it will be, will be that that is pleasing to you. And all in all, Lord, I pray that only your name be glorified, Lord Jesus Christ. Salamat po. All this we ask in Jesus' most precious name. Hallelujah. Amen. So, this is family. And as we discussed tonight, I divided the message into three parts, as I always does. Diba? Una, one, um, we will look back at our commonality, which I hope will establish how we can relate with each other better as we look back to our, yung tinatawag natin na one background. Then, we will look at that one blessing that we share as God works in all our lives. Take note, tayo yung sinasabi na isa lang yung blessing na natanggap natin mula ng Panginoon. I'm just saying that there is a parang commonality in the blessings that we receive as a people of God mula sa ating Panginoon. And lastly, we will look at that one bond and how we, are, how, how we are supposed to treasure it and to live our lives knowing that there's that one bond that holds the people of God together. So let's begin. Uh, one background. Um, the book of Ephesians is actually focused upon building and growing the Church of Christ. Ngayon, when I say growing it, it is both in quality and quantity. Kapag ang pinursulang natin is yung quality o kaya ang pinursulang natin is yung quality, um, it may just be inconsistent to the mission that Christ wants us to, uh, to accomplish. Kaya nga si Paul, in chapter 1, he described how we pray for the church. If you can remember, di ba, last week, dun sa ano, as a brother and Kevin ended his message, he read the prayer of Apostle Paul on, ano, on Ephesians chapter 1. He, um, Paul knows very well that it is important that he re-emphasizes the motivation for the church desire to grow more in the Lord. Kailangan tayo mas mag-grow sa Lord para mas mag-build ang kanyang church. Kaya nga, una niyang ginawa is bringing back, binalik ni Apostle Paul ang bawat Kristiyano sa ugat ng kung saan ba nagsimula ang bawat isa sa kanilang nakalit sa ating Panginoon. Sino ba ang bawat isa bago natin nakilala ang ating Panginoon, Yeso Kristo? Sabi sa verses 1 to 3, simulan po natin yung Ephesians chapter 2. And you were dead in the trespasses and the sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work 
uh, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just like the rest of the mankind. Brothers and sisters, the believers, ito yung, ito yung kung sino tayo, tayong mga mananampalataya, bago natin nakilala ang ating pangyayon. Ano yung description sa atin? We were dead. The Greek word for dead is necros. Like when someone passes away and they go to a necrological service, necros, di ba? Necros means Necros means one that who has breathed his last. Someone whose soul has been separated from his physical body. So, meron yung katawan na separation. Yung katawan niya, umiwalay sa kanyang kaliluwa. However, hindi ito yung separation na pinotok about dito sa verse na ito. Lukan na yun din. The separation that is being talked about here is the separation that a pre-converted Christian experiences, which is Dead. It means that the life is separated from Christ, who is the one who gives real life. Ito ka, ito ang Panginoong Yesus Christo, magkahiwalay kayo. Nahiwalay ka mula sa Panginoon. Hindi ka, wala ka na tawag na totoong buhay, yung abundant life. Take note lang po ha, when I say abundant life, this does not pertain to a level of party or travel or do anything you want to do as long as it pleases your type of life. But, but it is a life that fully knows its purpose, thus it is rested on the presence of the one, the source of the fullness of life, who is, of course, we know that it's Christ our Lord Jesus. So, hindi ito yung nakahiwala yung kaluluwa mo sa katawan mo. Hindi ito yung buhay na dead sa verse ko kanina. Dito, buhay ka pa, humihinga ka pa, nagsasalita ka pa, nakakakilis ka pa. Pero yung buhay mo, nakahiwalay. Nakahiwalay ka mula sa pinanggagalingan ng buhay. Capital P, pinanggagalingan ng buhay. Source of life. Nakahiwalay ka sa kanya. At bakit po ganun? Sabi ko sa Romans 6.23, yung first part ng punod, sabi, for the wages of sin is death. Diba? Ang kabayaran ng kamatayan ay kasalanan. We die because we sin. God's draft design for mankind is that we will live happily forever with Him. Lahat ng kailangan natin, all that's required for existence have been given to us already. We enjoy His gifts and we enjoy the life that is never-ending and bountiful. Yun yung draft design sa atin ng ating Panginoon. Ang problema, we all sin. When our federal head the representative of mankind. Alam mo picture na to, di ba? Para pamilyar na kayo sa book of Genesis, sa Genesis chapter 3. The representative of mankind, it is Adam, he sinned before the Lord when he allowed, when Adam allowed him and himself to sin against God by eating the prohibited fruit in the garden, di ba? And because of our federal head sin, Mamaya, medyo inuulit-ulit ko po yung salitang federal. Federal head, ibig sabihin, representative natin. Uh, our federal head sin, the entire mankind sin as well. Tayong lahat ito. Wala pong exemption kahit na sino. Lahat po tayo nagkasala. And that resulted to our sinful nature right now. Lahat po tayo, meron po tayo tinatawag na sinful nature. Ito nga po yung sabi nung sana sa Romans chapter 5 verse 12. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sin. May isang nagkasala, yung representative natin, lahat tayo naging sinful yung nature natin. Probably some of you would say, sana hindi na lang nagkasala si Adan. Marupok kasi si Adan, eh, di ba? Parang yun yung iniisip natin. Eh di sana wala rin ako nung sinful nature na yun. Sana hindi niya nalang pinagat yung apple. Laging yun, inaano, apple. Pero hindi po yun apple, ha? Hindi ko lang po. It is the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Pero, in spite of those thoughts na papasok sa mind natin na sana, hindi nalang sana. Parang hindi ba nga sasabihin, sana ako nalang yun, eh. Sana, ano? Eh, sana hindi nagpapol yung ano yung mankind. But I tell you, brothers and sisters, if you are the one in that garden, you might have done that also. Kasi, 
Adam is our blueprint. And this nature is also our very nature. Kung ano yung nature ni Adam, yun din yung nature natin. Kaya once na, sakali, kung sakali ako, o si Lutrain, o si Melvin, o si Tim, yung nandun, pareho lang din yung gamitin natin kasi pare-pareho tayo ng blueprint sa ating first father who is Adam. So, there's no point of blaming our representative. Pero the good thing is that later on, we'll learn that we have another representative who went out of his way to save us from our sin. But for now, what happens to Adam, which also becomes, ano yung nangyari kay Adam, which also becomes the blueprint of what happens to us when we sin. So dahil si Adam nagkasala, ito na yung ano, ito na blueprint natin. Ano ba yung nangyari sa atin tayo ay nagkaanong nakuha natin yung sinful nature ni, ano, ni, ni Adam. So, because God, kailangan natin balikan lang po, ha? yung nature ni God, bago mas maibigyan natin nature natin. Because God is a holy and a righteous God, He is sin. Tanda po natin yun, ha? God is sin. It makes sense, di ba? If you, if you are pro-justice, tapos nakakita ka ng mga injustices around you, you will be enraged. Magagalit ka, di ba? God is perfect, so He has every right to be angry on any form of sin that man could commit. And because of this hatred against sin, God is willing to send anyone to sin to the burning lake of fire and brimstone called hell. And when you go there, Your, mind, your body might be peacefully lying in your tomb. Alam mo, relax, relax ka na dun sa alibingan ko ha. Pero your spirit who refused to repent from your sins will burn and hurt there eternally. And though right now you are still alive physically, kung ikaw man ngayon, nandito ka ngayon, at hindi ka pa nagre-repent sa mga sins mo, you are still alive physically. And you are still living in your sins. You are assured that you have a place there someday. I'm not trying to condemn anyone here. Ha? It is from the scriptures that the way, that the, ano, that the penalty of sin is death. And anyone who keeps on sinning, who does not repent, who does not turn to Jesus Christ, is headed to eternal damnation, which is called hell. Alam mo yung ano, sino, sino dito yung nakapanood ng mga zombie movie o kaya ng mga silly zombie, ng mga kikrama na kaya na ano, uh, zombie na invade na yung Netflix sa mga zombie, di ba? May mga eksena usually, di ba, na yung isang, ano, yung isang character, mas gugustuhin niya pa na mamatay na lang siya sa natural process kaysa makagat siya ng zombie at maging zombie din siya. Maging walking dead siya, di ba? They cringe at that idea. Ay ko, na ganun din yung, ganun din yung response natin kapag nagkakakas against sin. Kung tunay na, kung tunay na nasa Panginoon tayo at ang ating Panginoon ay galing sa sa kasalanan. Hopefully, we also hate sin. We also cringe on the idea that we sin. I hope that's the way we feel about sin and hell. And sadly, someone who is not in Christ does not think that way. Kung wala ka kay Cristo, wala kang ganong pag-iisip. Hindi ka nag-cringe sa kasalanan. Hindi ka galit sa kasalanan. Hindi mo gustong iwasan ang kasalanan. Bakit? Because you don't care about hell. Because you are blinded by something else. Bulang tayo sa katotohanan ng, ng kabanalan ng Diyos at ng katotohanan ng kung ano yung interno. Ngayon, ano bang itsura, Brian, ng mga tao na namumuhay sa kasalanan who are still dead katulad ng binabanggit natin kanina? Verse 2, it says that we just follow yan, we just follow the course of this world. Ito, isa-isa natin yung describe ang itsura ng someone who is dead in his sin following the course of this world. We were worldly. Tayo ha, tayo dati, before we took Christ, we were worldly. We just followed what the world tells us. We did not have a standard. We obeyed the patterns of this simple world with a simple system. Our security was when we think that we are like the world. We long for simple people's approval. Yun yung gusto natin. Sa passion, sa career, even in our way of life. If we have inspirations, It was the people of this world whom we see cool, glamorous, or strong, strong, independent women, di ba? Mga ganyan yung mga ano natin, yung mga inspirations natin dati. Well, wala kang masama na mag-lookup sa mga tao who are not Christian. Pero kung yun yung ultimate na minulukup natin and we want to like them, 
And wala tayong napakialam doon sa sinasabi ng Biblia sa kung saan, ano yung sura dapat ng isang kristyano. Magtaka tayo. Baka we are still dead in our sins. Second, we follow, before we came to know Christ, we follow the prince of the power of the air. This means that we easily believe the enemy's lies. Sino yung enemy natin po ito? Of course, it's Satan. Our mind was controlled by the mindset that he imparts to us. Madali tayong makinig sa kanya. We easily listen to his deceptions because we did not know the truth. Wala tayong alam sa kung ano yung katotohanan. In fact, we did not have interest in the truth. Aminin natin, nung hindi pa po tayo manan ng palataya sa Panginoon, wala tayong pakialam sa pagbabasa ng Biblia. Diba? Boring sa atin yan. Meron tayong Biblia siguro sa bahay dahil lumang tayo sa traditional faith. Pero inaamag, ano, inaagil na inaamag. Inaagil na yung, ano, yung Biblia natin sa isang tabi. Diba? Because, in fa- ano, the truth, Actually, the truth is, the, is, is written in the scriptures, but we did not want to be associated with it. Bakit? Kasi alam natin, kapag naniwala tayo sa banal na kasunatan, we will, ano, it will, it will cause us to change our lives, our ways of living. So, what we do, we listen to whoever will feel, will fit our sinful desires, and will not go against our evil ways. We were friends of Satan before we came to know our Lord Jesus Christ. And in verse 3, it says, we easily get carried out, uh, we easily carried out the desires of our fleshly bodies. We did not have restraint. Wala tayong, ano, wala tayong limitasyon. What our simple body wants, we will obey. Our obedience was not unto God, but unto our flesh. We did fornication and we did not mind because it gives us pleasure. We spoke mean, condescending, angry, and, and profane words because it felt good to just let out what we think, not considering what other people might feel. Iba nga, di ba? Ang thinking pa, kapag mura ng mura, ay, cool yan, kasi totoo lang, di ba? Yun yung minsan nilulog up ng mga anak ng mundo ngayon, di ba? We fed on our addiction without getting bothered that we are committing idolatry because there was no spirit in us that teaches us and empowers us to say no to excessive food, gaming, sex, substances, gambling, television shows, or whatever good thing that we perceive to be good, but actually, we might be worshiping them in our heads. Ganun po ang buhay natin kung tayo ay patay pa sa ating mga kasalanan. Yan ang buhay natin bago tayo makakilala sa ating Panginoon sa Cristo. At kung ikaw ay believer na yun, huwag po tayong magpamalaki kasi pare-pareho po tayo. Yan po yung common na meron tayong believer na kilala natin ang ating Panginoon sa Cristo. And look at what the Bible calls the likes of us when we were dead back then. Highlight ko lang po yung ulit. Children of wrath. Yan ang tawag sa atin ng Panginoon bago tayo makakilala sa kanya. Um, probably you know this. There is a famous song way back in early 2000s. It's entitled, We Are All God's Children. Alam niyo po yun? May naalangan niyo na po yun? Di ba? We Are All God's Children. As much as the tune sounds really good, and I know that it is attempting to convey an inspiring vibe, an inspiring message, I need to say this, brothers and sisters, pero that's just not true. We are not all God's children. Not all people are God's children. Only those who have turned from their sins and received the salvation of Christ, which are children of God. When we were not in this status, we were children of God. We were children of the enemy. Thus, it makes us effectively children, uh, uh, enemies of God. Effectively, we are enemies of our God. He was against us back then. None of the things that we did, this is him. We were heading to perdition. We were not the protagonist. Yung iba, iniisip natin, tayo yung bida sa salubin natin buhay. No, hindi po ganun ang buhay natin. Dati, we were not even the neutral extras. We were the villains. We were the villains in our own, ano, in our own story. Good thing is that God was merciful. Is God is still merciful and gracious even towards his enemies. And let's look at what is the blessing that God has provided 
towards the people who were dead in their sins, who were his enemies, but yet he gave them to them. Let's look at God's one blessing towards his people who is also one. So we can have it so Ephesians 2, 4 to 7. Sabi dito, but God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, kahit patay daw tayo dahil sa ating kasalanan, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Diba? There is an immeasurable riches of grace and kindness towards us. Sa amin yun. Wala sa Panginoong Jesucristo. Being merciful and loving actually is the, the very nature of our God. Kaya nga nga tayo nililigtas. Kaya nililigyan na tayo ng blessing ngayon. Tayo nililigyan tayo kapapagdapat. And even in the Old Testament, people were singing. Sabi sa Psalm 118 verse 29. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good for His steadfast love endures forever. Diba? Ang sabi dito, ang ating Panginoon ay maawain, ang ating Panginoon ay Diyos ng pag-ibig. His very nature causes God to be merciful. To look at our weakness. Sinitig na niya. Alam niya kung ano yung mga kainaan natin. And He and He acts on this. Yung mercy na, yung mercy that He acts, He acts on this. His very nature causes him to display love even to the people who disobey him. That includes his enemies which we were before we came to know our Lord. And this love, and yung pagmamahal ko ng Panginoon, hindi ito yung petty-cute type of love, ha, na ilig-delay, parang popular. Hindi ito ganun. Yung pagmamahal ko ng Panginoon, it entailed blood and sacrifice. And in order for his mercy and grace to be fully displayed, he sent Jesus Christ for us. Yun yung ginawa ng ating Panginoon. Ultimate expression ng kanyang love, ng kanyang mercy, ng kanyang grace. Pinadala niya ang kanyang nag-iisang anak na si Jesus Christo. He sent Christ for us. Pero ano nga ba ang role ng ating Panginoong Jesus Christo sa lahat ng ito? Note lang po natin ha, na si Jesus Christ, He is God. He is the second person of the Holy Trinity. He was enjoying all eternity past with the Father and the Spirit in perfect fellowship. Actually, masaya na siya eh. Hindi niya kailangan bumaba dito sa lupa para madagdagan pa yung galak niya. Kahit hindi niya tayo iligtas, magalak na ang ating Panginoon nung siya ay kasama pa ng ating Ama sa ano, um, in eternity past. Yet, He came down here on earth to fulfill His very part in the redemption plan. And paano ba, ano ba nangyari when Jesus Christ came here on earth? He lived a perfect life. It was sinless. It was blameless. From womb to tomb, no sin was found in him. Yet, ano yung ginawa niya? In order to save us from our sins, because of his great love for us, he died a sinless death. Imagine perfecto, walang nasa. Di ba, galing tayo sa injection. Just imagine, Jesus he did not sin any. He did not sin in his earthly life, and yet he was pinarusahan siya para dito. He he received the the penalty that was supposed to be ours, di ba? Nung nasa cross si Kristo Jesus, inakon niya yung kasalanan natin para siya na lamang ang makaranas ng pagunta na dapat ay sa atin. Brothers and sisters, he did not deserve this. We do. We do deserve that. Uh, that penalty that Christ experienced. But why did Christ did that? This is in order so that we can live the life that we do not deserve. Saved from our sins and enjoying the blessings that came along with it. Yun yung awa, yun yung, thank you, thank you. Yun yung awa at yun yung biyaya ng ating Panginoon. Yan Yun yung awa at biyaya ng ating ng Panginoon brothers and sisters. Hindi niya kailangan gawin yun. At kung saan hindi niya maginawa yun, hindi mawawala yun ang pagkagas ng ating Panginoon. Pero ginawa niya pa rin kasi mahal niya tayo. At, meron, at ano, eh, He is our God, God of mercy and God of grace. 
Ginawa niya pa rin yun kasi siya yung Diyos ng awa at ng diyan. Actually, ito yung sinasabi ko kanina, yung counterpart, yung counterpart ng blueprint na nakay Adan na namanan natin. Si Adam, siya yung federal head of the mankind that caused all of us to be simple, to have that simple nature. Pero si Cristo, siya yung federal head, the blueprint of all that will believe in Him. Sabi nga sa Romans 5, chapter 5, verse 19, For as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. So by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Romans 5.19 If you are a believer today, uh, if you are a believer here today, our blueprint is in Adam for our sinful self. But Christ created a better blueprint for all of us, for all of us who will believe. And He becomes the pattern of our life. Namatay na tayo dun sa old self natin. Nung, ano, nung, 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 nung ina, when we received Jesus and He became our blueprint, our federal head. And Jesus also rise back up again as we are as we rose back up as, uh, back up as new creations. Diba? He suffered in this world and time we will suffer. Probably some of you are experiencing suffering right now in this world. We are fighting sin. We are experiencing life battles. And probably some of you are experiencing persecutions. Pero lahat ng pinangako ni Christ as His co-heirs Never be tired someday, and that would be our encouragement and inspiration. Katulad po nung sinabi sa, sa verse 7 sa chapter 2, sabi dito, so that in the coming ages, He might show that immeasurable, hindi masusukat, na yaman ng kanyang biyaya at ng kanyang kabukihan na ma-experience naman natin kung tayo ay nakay Christo Jesus. That's the reason why we obey God kahit mahirap ang ating sitwasyon. That's why we continue following Jesus even if circumstances are not convenient and things are not going our way. Kasi ang hope natin, ang hope natin, ang pag-asa natin, mas makikita pa natin yung pagbutihan niya, yung pagbutihan ng ating Panginoon sa bawat difficulty na ating maramanasan. God's minds and thoughts, they are unfathomable. That's why we don't understand all things. Bakit ba yung nangyayari yung ganito sa pamilya ko, sa trabaho ko, sa ministry? Bakit nangyayari yung mga ganito? Pero we continue in Him because these immeasurable riches are being revealed to us one at a time. Brothers and sisters, hindi ito mga material na ano na bagay ha. Ito yung primary, hindi mga spiritual na bagay. And as we grow in faith, makikita natin na yung riches ng kanyang grace, ito lamang yung makakapag-satisfy sa ating mga soul. At ang final hope natin is that we will be with Him in eternity where there will be no more crying, no more weeping, and our perfect King is tangibly, He is visibly within our reach. Ang ganda diba ang grasya ng ating Panginoon na pinangako niya na balang araw ma-experience natin sa mga bagay. And ganyan po kalawang ang kaligtasan na binigay ng ating Diyos. And knowing all this should lead us to humility and Good works. Kaya nga, let's read on sa verses 8 to 10. Ito yung famous verse natin na pinapakabisado sa atin sa CCM and sana tayo, kabisado na rin namin ito. Ha? For by grace, you have been saved to faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2, verses 8-10. Paul emphasizes here that whatever we receive from Jesus is all by grace. Okay? So, not because we deserve anything, like we work for it, or dahil nagpakabait ako, magbuting bata ako, kaya na-experience ko mga magbubuting ito. Hindi po ganun. Bakit? Kasi no one is good. Tandaan po natin, ha, sinabi niya sa Romans, no one is good. Pero kung alam natin na lahat tayo ay madumi, masama, makasalanan, then we will appreciate more the grace of our Lord. Na hindi natin may credit sa ating sarili pagkos kay Jesus lamang lahat ng pagkakitang nangyari sa ating buhay. Kaya nga ang isang nang tunay na Christian, he will be stripped off of all the pride and boastfulness in himself for he knows that he was dead but is now alive solely because of the grace of God. And brothers and sisters, it does not end in humility. Hindi lang basta humility kasi yung humility na yun 
it will cause you to submit before God, humble down before God, and in turn, gagawin natin kung ano yung pinapagawa ng ating Panginoon. Kaya gagawa din tayo ng mabuti, ng good, good works towards other people. Note that in verse 10, it says there that we are His workmanship. He created us, mga kapatid. Tayo, tayo yung people ni God. He designed us specifically with this thing in mind. That we will do good. We will do good. Ano bang ibig sabihin ng, ano, ng gumagawa ng mabuti, ng doing good? First, doing good towards our Lord Jesus Christ. Gagawa tayo ng mabuti para, ano, para, uh, para pangalan ng ating Panginoon. This means that we will desire to make Him smile. Nahangitin ba sa inyo ang ating Panginoon ngayon sa palagay nyo? To please Him. And we will act on that desire. Hindi lang siya basta desire. Ay, desire ko na i-physical pero wala ka namang ginagawa para i-please Hindi. Kapag may desire ka, i-act mo yan. Kasi si God, the enemies mong tutunok sa'yo para i-enact yung mga desire na yun. We will display a transformed life to the youth desires. We will have the desire to read His word, to pray, to listen to Him. Then it will translate into worship. You will want to offer all that you are and all that you have to Him. Your possessions, your energy, your time. Iaalay mo lahat yan sa Panginoon. You will want to serve Him. You will want to join a church. You will want to serve God's people. And you want you would want to let James' glory into this world to show others how great and how good our God is. And part po nun is yung second, ano, yung second definition po ng ano, doing good. We will decide to do good towards the people. Hindi lang basta worship-worship tayo, alay-alay tayo every Sunday, hindi po natatapos doon. Tayo po ay gagawa rin na mabuti towards the people around us. Actually, dito pa pasang yung difficult part. Agree ba tayo? Yung mamahalin mo, yung gagawa ka na mabuti towards the people around you. Um, we are tasked to love people who like us, have this sinfulness in them. However, God reminds us that He loves us even in our darkness. Diba? Kahit na sobrang dilim, <laughs> kahit na sobrang ano, makasalanan tayo, Minahal pa rin tayo ng Panginoon. Kaya na i-design natin na mahalin din yung ibang tao. Na i-forgive sila kung sakali nagkakamali sila sa atin. Na i-serve natin yung ibang tao kasi si Christ mismo, sinerve niya tayo. I'm telling you brothers and sisters, ha, dito sa doing good towards other people. I know you are experiencing it too at, 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 at times, at certain levels. We will fail in this. Mag-maintain tayo dito. We will get tired of doing this. We will get discouraged because though we try hard at times, it seems like parang ano, parang it's either tayo na fail o hindi naman nakikita ng ibang tao yung grace, yung ano yung pag-work ni God sa ating buhay. Pero brothers and sisters, I tell you, we will we we have to continue doing good towards others. Kasi in the first place, it is Christ who loved us first, and hindi siya na pagod na mahalin tayo kahit na sobrang hindi tayo pag-ibig. Kaya nga, ang buhok natin, yung buhay natin, iaalay natin sa kanya, iaalay natin sa ibang tao, nang sa ganun ay mapapangalan ko siya, ang Diyos na nagmahal at nagigtas sa And here's another blessing that Christ provided His people, verses 11 to 12. Therefore, remember that at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcision, by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Ang tinutukoy lang dito, yung mga Gentiles, at yung mga Jews, ha? Yung, yung, yung the uncircumcision, ito daw yung mga Gentiles, yung circumcision, ito yung mga Jews. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. Opi daw tayo, out of place tayo, wala tayong kalalagyan dati sa kaharian ng Diyos. And we were strangers to the covenant of promise having no hope and without God in the world. When we were still living in sin, we were far off from the Lord. And because a relationship with Jesus is the greatest relationship in this life that satisfies, we do not have that. We did not have that when we were not yet in the Lord. And that's why we felt empty and we felt void. Before. I don't know about you, but I know many, even I, Um, before we, before I surrendered my life to to our Lord Jesus Christ, 
we I was chasing after temporalities. And I know many of you, many of the people you know are chasing after temporary happiness. It might be drugs, it might be casual relationships, drunkenness, substances, pornography, gambling, wealth, and many other things that bring a moment of happiness but leaves you empty before you go, 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 go to your death at night. Yun po yung ano, yun po yung laman ng puso natin. Wala tayong hope, katulad ng tinutukoy ng verse 12, before we came to know our Lord Jesus Christ. But this is what Christ provided to us nung niligtas niya tayo. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Dati malayo tayo sa Diyos pero inilapit tayo ng ating Panginoong Jesus Christo sa Kanya. For He Himself is our peace. Binigyan niya tayo na kapayapaan who has made us both one and has broken down in His flesh the divine wall of hostility. Dati merong wall sa pagkutan natin at ng Diyos. May separation. Pero Christ, He divided that wall and made a way for us. As by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that He might create in Himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby healing the hostility. And He came and preached peace to, to who were far off and peace to those who were near. Because of what Jesus did on the cross by shedding His blood for us, we were brought near to the Father. Iba explanation natin kanina nung death is being separated from the giver of life. But because of what Jesus did, He became the propitiation. Yung propitiation for our sins. Propitiation, it just simply means siya yung naging once and for all peace offering natin kay God. Siya na yung naging peace offering para sa atin. Para kay God the Father, para mapawi yung galit ng Diyos ama sa atin dahil sa ating mga kasalanan. At dahil doon, we already have peace with God dahil sa ginawa ng Christ Jesus. Take note, brothers and sisters, hindi lang to yung peace na parang peace yo, o kaya yung ano yung yung peace be with you, di ba? Yung sinasabi ng mga kaya yung Lord, bati na tayo ha? Hindi siya ganun kapeti ha? It's much more than that. Because when we gave peace with God, we were forgiven forever of all our sins. Again, we were forgiven forever of all our sins. We were adopted into His family and that relationship, congenital relationship mo sa Panginoon, it will not change for an eternity. Hindi ka na mawawala. Hindi na mawawala yung father-son or father-daughter relationship nyo with our God. Hindi na mababago yun. Anak na tayo ng Diyos forever. We became, we have peace with God. We are children of God forever. The father-child relationship can no longer be stolen or be separated from Him in any way. At ang maganda niyan, now have a direct access to Him in listening to His Word through the Bible. When we need anything, we can approach Him anytime and He listens to His Word. Wala siya yung office hours lang to provide. Hindi ka naman ating Panginoon. Anytime that you just want to cry before God to tell what you need, to tell the worries or the fear of your heart, you can come before the Lord. When we fall into sin, He listens lovingly when we approach Him repentant of what we have done. Kaya hindi na tayo mahihiyang lumapit sa Kanya kapag nawubulot tayo sa kasalanan. Dahil maagaring mahal niya tayo at pupulutin niya tayo sa kung anumang pagkakalo, pagkakadapan natin o pagkakalo natin. Hindi niya tayo ayaan at napalang. Tutulungan niya tayo tumuyo muli, makabangon dahil gano'n ang ginagawa ng isang mabuting ama sa kanyang anak. Dahil lamang meron na tayong peace with the Father right now dahil sa ginawa ng Jesus Christ para sa atin. So Christians, do not hesitate to approach your Heavenly Father whatever your situation is right now. He is pleased when His children spend time to open up themselves to Him. Open po natin yung sarili natin kay Lord. In the first place, wala naman tayo maitatago talaga sa Him. And this is all because of the peace that Christ purchased with His blood. 
Now, all the blessed, all these blessings or privilege we have should serve as some sort of bond that connects all those who have the same towards one another. So lastly, we will talk about that one bond that all believers has as a family. Meron tayong one bond that connects us all together. Sa verse 18 po, sabi nito, um, for through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Ephesians 2.18 It is the spirit that works in all God's children so that they are all able to experience though magkakaiba tayo ng level pero, may, ano, pero we all experience a pattern of the blueprint ng kung ano yung klase ng tao na binigay sa atin ng federal who is Jesus Christ. This is similar as a result of the work of the Holy Spirit in a person's life. Diba? Pag kumilos ang Holy Spirit sa'yo, meron niya yung calling, yung tatawagin ka niya, may conviction ng sin, meron kang experience ng repentance, and there is a lifelong of transformation into the likeness of Christ. Also, the Spirit develops in us a sense of joy when we are with fellow believers. Pansin niyo ba, iba yung happiness kapag kasama natin yung Tama po ba? Diba? Kaya nga, it really comes naturally one, ano, it may reborn. Kapag born again ng isang tao, it comes naturally in a person's life. Because they know that though they have one background, lahat tayo makasalanan, we all have experienced also that one blessing from the Lord. Yung redemption na binigay niya sa atin. That becomes their one bond to work together for God's glory as the church. Kaya nga sabi sa verse 9 to 22, so, then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. Si Jesus, yung cornerstone natin. Kung baga sa bahay natin ngayon, siya yung ano, siya yung term na siya yung halibu. Yung bahay, yung mga civil engineers, siya yung may halibu, di ba? In whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In Him, you are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Ephesians 2, 19-20. Karin we are all members of the household of God. We are no longer strangers and aliens, but we are part of one family. Diba? Kaya ngayon yung, ano yung title ng message natin ngayon eh. This is family. And sino yung family? Who's the family? This is the family of the household of God. That's the reason why when you met someone new in the office, tapos nalaman mong follower din pala siya ng Lord Jesus Christ, there is some sense of belongingness immediately. Diba? Uy, Christian ka. Christian ka rin. Saan ka nag-church? Ang buti ng Diyos, diba? Yung nakapagkwentuhan kayo ng ganong mga bagay kagal na it's as if matagal na kayo magkakilala. That's why also when we hear of news of believers that are being persecuted in China, in Afghanistan, in Middle East, we weep with them and there is an urge to intercede for them because we know that someone, a part of our family, is also experiencing persecution in the other side of the world because we know that we are one family. That's why there's no place like home in a, believer, in a fellow believer's company. Uh, there is no place like home, but in fellow believers' company because we are one family. And who is the foundation or the cornerstone of this family, which is the church? Of course, it is Christ. Christ is our cornerstone as his family. If anything holds this family together, it is our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the same one who holds all things together as stated in the book of Colossians. He holds together. He holds all things together. And in Him, sa ating Panginoon, our church finds its being. And it is actually comforting to know that the God who is the cornerstone of His church, He is the God who never changes, who is all-powerful, and who is faithful to His promises. And the entire church can place their lives trust in the hands of this great God. Note that when I say church here, brothers and sisters, um, Ito yung, ano, yung Greek word niya, yung ekklesia. Ekklesia. Kaya nga, di ba, meron nga yung iglesia sa Tagalog Church. Iglesia. It means, ang ibig sabihin niya, literal meaning niya is assembly. Assembly of the people. 
Note that it does not only pertain to a group of people that you need every Sunday sa local nyo. Ito, tawag dito yung local church. Tayo, kapag Sunday nag-meet together tayo, tawag dito yung local church. Pero the church is not limited to that. We are a member of what we call the Universal Church of Christ. What is the Universal Church of Christ? Hindi yan ano, yan yung kailangan yung pangalan ng anong church may nakalagay na sign siya ng Walang ganon. The Universal Church of Christ is comprised of all believers from all of the world from every period of time. So kung, kung, ano, kung part ka pala ng Universal Church, pag-church kay kulit pala yung mga tinitingala natin, yung mga tinitingala ng hero to kisila Martin Luther, di ba? Even si John Wesley, di ba? And even si Abraham pala church nito. Si, si Apostle Paul pala church nito. Kasi it, it's comprised of all believers of all the world in every period of time. And brothers and sisters, we are not only to love our own local church, but even those who are outside of your own locality. It might be an office mate who goes to a different local church. It could be a missionary in Africa who experiences persecution, or probably a friend who goes to a smaller church nearby. And what do we have to do knowing that they are part of, of what we are part of one universal church? We are to pray for one another and we have to express our love towards one another. Actually, in a latter chapter in Ephesians, as we go along sa Ephesians study natin, we'll read that the husband should love his wife as Christ loves his church. Ganon yung strong affection ni God towards his people. That there should be a, a willingness to display sacrificial love towards his people. And as an application to knowing God, to knowing how God gathered us together as one family. Allow me to share to you some application points on, ano, on what should we do? What should we do now? Ngayong alam ko na itong church, ito yung one family that I belong to because of what Christ did for me. First, the church should be a priority. Take note, ha? I'm not saying that church or the assembly of God's people should be our top priority. Hindi ko sinasabi na dapat ano, iwan na natin yung pamilya na Lagi tayo mag-gather together, mag-design ako ng babaho. Hindi yun yung sinasabi ko, baka kung ako ha. If anything else, kung may top priority tayo, una, alam natin yung tinutunan ng ating local church, di ba? Si God yung first priority natin. Yung personal relationship natin sa Kanya, yung personal devotion natin sa Kanya, di ba? Yan yung ano yung dapat natin personally yung nurture. And then second, sinasabi, yung family natin, yung biological family natin. Kasi sila yung immediate sphere of influence ng bawat isa sa atin. And tumitignan po natin, sobrang ini-emphasize ng Bible yung halaga ng relasyon natin sa ating ano, immediate family. Pero actually, it's sad when I encounter believers who profess themselves as followers of Christ. But no time for His church or for serving Him. Di ba? Actually, it's not bad to join secular causes that helps in the It's not bad to relax and find leisure by traveling or doing your own hobbies on a weekend. It's not bad that once in a while you join your non-believing friends on an after-office weekend dinner or stroll in order to connect with them. After all, di ba, kailangan din natin yun para mag-connect naman natin sila kay Christ Jesus. But if this has become the trend or our priority is set on these things that non-believers also do, without mindful of the need of the church for more people so that the kingdom of God will be expanded on where you are, then the message of the prophet Haggai to the Israelites after the exile might obviously be applicable for us. Baka ito na yung sinasabi sa inyo ng Panginoon. Is it a time for you yourself to dwell in your pastor's house? Ang ganda ng bahay nyo eh. Diba? Pero yung house, yung house, hindi sabi yung tempo ng Diyos, It lies in ruins. Now, therefore, that says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Baka ito yung, baka ikaw, kapatid, baka ikaw tayo yung sinasabi niya dito ni Prophet Haggai. If this is you, consider your ways, kapatid. Neglecting your presence in the body of Christ is neglecting the love of Christ as well. Because this is the people that He loves. And if you have any love for your Lord, your heart will be wired to the face that God loves, and it includes the church. Okay? So, a lack of desire for presence in the church body might speak 
clarity of your spiritual position. Kung wala kang pakialam na lagi kang wala sa Diyos, baka kailangan mo nang check yung condition mo spiritually. You need to assess yourself. And if you find yourself failing dito, huwag ka mag-hesitate na una ka. Sabi mo si Lord, Lord, bakit ganito? Wala akong desire. Wala akong magustuhan na ano na to be with God's people. Bakit okay, you could talk also to your, uh, your pastor, your elder, your teacher, teacher. And probably you can help one another so that you can pray for your desire so that you will be active once again to serve God. I hope that this will pave way our assessment of our priorities. Kapatid, kaibigan, is the church ever important to you? Where is Christ and His body in your schedule? Secondly, the church requires our love, our sacrificial love, actually. I don't want to be single-sided naman, ha? It's possible that the reason why a church member naman doesn't feel like committing or attending church, pero dapat meritis ito, hindi ito dapat yung norm. Probably is that the love of Christ is not felt within the body. Assess naman natin tayo. Baka yung usual na mga umatid, wala namang maiparamdam yung pagmamahal doon sa body of Christ. Take note, I'm not tolerating the attitude of facing our church attendance on how we feel. Diba? Uh, kasi if, ano, if ganun, mali na yun. Kasi nakabase tayo sa feelings lang natin. Attend lang ako kapag gusto ko. Hindi tayo tinawag ni Lord para sa ganun. The love of Christ should override all the unlove that we feel inside God's family. But church, isn't it possible that we need to be radical as well in showing love to our leaders, co-members, hindi lang ito para sa mga volunteers, pati kung if you claim to be a member of Christ Church, para sa inyo rin ito. Let's assess ourselves, baka we are practicing favoritism already within the body. Leaders and volunteers, baka leaders, um, baka naman we are favoriting a certain group of people and we neglect a certain group also who has needs and come join the church, but please don't get it unnoticed and unattended to. Baka it's time that you step out of your comfort zone. Eh, Ebrah, hindi naman ako leader, hindi naman ako volunteer. Kahit na, you are part of Christ's body and you have a part to play. You might need to step out of your comfort zone, motivated by the love of Christ towards Gentiles and outsiders like us to reach out to people that we do not usually talk to. They may need someone to speak with, to be ministered. Baka ikaw lang yung hinihintay, di ba? And I challenge Big Mandaluyong, whether a member or a volunteer ka ngayon, to actively reach out to people and make them feel love. Though we are little in the sight of the world, yung maiparamdam natin sa bawat isa, that we are loved and we are valued by our God, who is the God of God. That's assess also, baka the reason our joy cannot be complete while serving within the body, is that there is ito. Baka there is a conflict that is left unresolved. And it has been going on for a long period of time. Baka meron dyan ang matagal mo nang hindi kinakausap kasi meron kang guilty towards him or her. Whether we admit it or not, unresolved conflicts affect our service towards God and with our joy when we are attending. Um, actually, ako na-experience ko na ito before and I tell you, kapag meron kang conflict sa body of Christ, parang minsan pinagdawag ko na lang sa reading ko sa, ano, sa, sa church. Pero the thing is, God, He told us, Christ Himself, He told us that if you are to offer something to the Lord and you and you remember that someone has something against you or you have something against someone, you need to reconcile first before you go to the Lord and offer your offering. Dapat natin po actively pursue yung peace and yung love within the body of Christ. Bakit? Because it is the body that, if this is out of the body that Christ died for. Ganon kamahal ng Diyos itong body na po. Hindi natin pwede ipagsawalang pahala lang yung mga maliit na bagay na nag-break ng peace sa loob ng church. And lastly, I can't finish this portion without addressing this. I know that the past election season has been very divisive, not only to our country, but also sadly inside the church. I have to admit, I had my own share of irritation sa mga tao sa social media, and some of them also are brothers in Christ. And 
Kahit ako meron ako ano, medyo meron ako tempted na ano, i-cancel sila. I-unfollow, i-unfriend. But then I remember that Christ also died for this person. My Savior values him or her that it's so hypocritical of me to say that I am forgiven, yet I do not put importance to the life of this person, that I am willing to cancel him, put so, so little value to him or her, just because he or she is on the different side of the political spectrum. I pray, brothers and sisters, that whoever we supported in the last election season, we will remember again and again that we were Christians first before we were voters of this nation. I pray that though we have our political convictions or any earthly ideologies we hold on to, or kahit anong area ng life yan, kahit outside of politics, we will value our sisters and brothers in Christ first, rather than just being firm in our political stance and yet lost the chance to encourage a beloved. I hope that what we have in common, we will realize that it is greater that whatever, whatever things we have, differently. So let's aim for the healing of the, our church. Sabi nga, niya, no? Sabi nga ni Lord, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And lastly, last na to, totoo na to, lastly, the church should shine as a whole. When Christ said this birthday, sabi nito, you are the light of the world. So doon na lang ako magano mag-focus. You are the light of the world. Please know that uh, He does not intend na nagsashine lang tayo dito sa mundong ito individually. Yung mga individual testimony natin, yun lang yun nagsashine. And of course, that is necessary. It takes the fulfillment of our individual roles dito sa, sa church to make the whole, uh, the whole work. However, Jesus has the entire church as a whole in mind when He addressed you in this you are the light of the world. Actually, what who he has in mind is the entire church. In fact, when he said, go therefore and make disciples, he did not mean that all of us will teach and will preach and will do mission per se. Instead, he desires that the entire church as a family will make each individual's contribution so that the church will be used by God to attract the chosen ones to himself. Diba? Ang ganda kung lahat tayo ginagawa natin yung part natin para ma-attract yung mga tao patungo sa Lord Jesus Christ. All believers, we must all pray for the expansion of the kingdom of God and the conversion of many. And then, they will invite people to the church. The members will welcome them with hospitality, katulad ng ginagawa ng ating ano, ushering community, diba? Then, the church is meant to show their love to these non-believers. The music team, they will do their part so that they will sing their hearts out and exalt God through worship lyrics, through some worship lyrics. Then the preacher, he will be he will be God's mouthpiece to proclaim God's gospel in the pulpit. Then the teacher, a teacher, he will explain the difficult doctrine so that the lay person will understand. And then the one in church in the admin staff, the mga admin people po natin, they will share food. And they will offer a good seat to the newcomer. All of this so that makikita yung life natin as a church, as a body. And all throughout the week, each member will live their lives according to God's word for the non-believer to see Christ's work in their life. In this way, the light will be seen by those that are still living in the dark. That's the work of church in the evangelization of the world. So church, I implore you, Let's do each other's part. The pandemic has somehow crippled us in doing effectively what God has commissioned us to do. So now that the family is back together, I hope that in unity, I'm talking about the, gen, the genuine type of unity, the genuine type of unity here, we will all in unity as a team, as a family, together we will stand back up and perform what our dear Savior has commissioned us to do. Let's go back to our motivation. Ephesians 2.19 So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens. Dati ganyan tayo, pero ngayon hindi na tayo. But you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. We were once strangers and aliens, brothers and sisters. But by His own blood, He redeemed us. So let us spend the rest of our lives loving and serving our family, His people, the church.
And if you are here right now today and you are not a part of God's family, I hope that all that we have discussed about the beauty of our Savior and the beauty of what He has done for us, it has attracted you to Himself so that you repent of your sins and turn to Christ who is alone able to forgive us of our sins so that we will be able to experience eternal life. So, as one family, let's stand back up together and let's be the salt and light of this world and let's glorify our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, Father, our sovereign God, thank you, Lord, for first, um, first you have saved us from being dead. You gave us life. You breathed unto us so that we will have eternal life. And now that we have that, O oh God, I pray that all of us will be compelled to love one another as you have loved us. And because of that, we will commit our lives to the church. And because of, uh, because of our love for the church, we will, uh, we will serve him sacrificially as you have served us when you came down here and died for us. Lord Father, as we start another week, uh, as we end the week and start another next week, I pray that individually we will do our part so that the church, our family, will shine this light. And you, O oh Lord Jesus Christ, will be like that. Thank you, Father. All this we ask in Jesus' most precious name. Hallelujah. Amen.